Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. Oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home of the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number nine. I'm Brady Cannon, and we are lucky enough to be back for the second week in a row at the Westgate Superbook, recording here right on the grounds of the Superbook property. And, of course, we bring in the man who runs the joint, the vice president of race and sports, at the Superbook, Mr. Jay Cornegay. Jay, great to have you on board for the podcast this week. And, of course, uh, you're no stranger to playing golf in the heat of summertime here out in Las Vegas. And, in fact, it was uh, a couple of years ago that you and I played a round of golf together here. I, th- I want to say it was like mid-July out at <laughs> Bally High with me, you, and Matt Humans and Brian Musburger, and it was pretty hot right. that day. It was. It was. First of all, it's great to see you, Brady. Thanks for coming over again. Um, yeah, that was at Bally High and it was steaming that day. I remember just teeing off and, you know, I just don't like those tee boxes with no trees. Yeah. You're just steaming. You get back in your <laughs> car. A lot of cart. palm trees, but yeah. they don't block the sun too well. Not too well at all. Well, it was a fun round of golf indeed. And this week on the Heat Strokes podcast, we are going to review Reflection Bay, which you and I played recently. One of my favorite courses here in all of Las Vegas. And of course, we will get to our picks the memorial, the Jacks tournament at, at Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio, one of the big boy golf tournaments on the PGA Tour schedule. So let's go ahead and dive right into uh, Reflection Bay, and it is a Jack Nicklaus design. It was the first public course designed by Nicklaus here in the state of Nevada, and I wanted to feature it here on this week's Heat Strokes podcast because, of course, they are playing the memorial at Jack's Place, who also built that golf course as well. Reflection Bay out at Lake Las Vegas, about 30 minutes off of the Strip, and it's been ranked many years in the top 200 resort courses in America. And Jay, uh, I don't know about you, but I mentioned this a little earlier. For a long time, this has really been one of my favorite golf courses in all of Las Vegas. Absolutely. It's been around for almost a little over 20 years or something like that. So, uh, And I played it a number of times and uh, really enjoyed it when we went out there just a few weeks ago. Always one of my favorites just because of, uh, I mean, the serenity around there, the, the views are just tremendous. And it's a fantastic golf course. I have mixed results there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would agree with you. I, I think the layout's outstanding. It was actually the second golf course uh, built by Nicholas out at Lake Las Vegas. The first was South Shore, a mm-hmm. private club just mm-hmm. on the other side of the lake. And then, of course, they had a third one, the Falls, if you recall. Now, that's been closed for probably over a decade now, but there's still a few holes out there in the practice area and whatnot that they, re- they use now as the uh, Golf Instruction Academy for Reflection Bay, the old Falls Golf Course. 
Uh, but Reflection Bay is a par 72, and from the tips, this thing will stretch out to almost 7,300 yards. Back in the day, you remember, it was, of course, a part of the Wendy's three-tour challenge where they had uh, three representatives from the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, and then also three representatives from the Senior Tour. I think you have some influence uh, as far as desert here, but for the most part, I think the design is pretty traditional. A lot of elevation change, and like you mentioned, beautiful scenery. Uh, and then, of course, the massive man-made lake that uh, sits alongside so many of the holes here. I think there's a lot of undulation and kind of mounding in the fairways, a lot of uneven lies. Mm -hmm. I think the greens feature some subtle slopes, you know, not not exaggerated break, but just enough to really keep it interesting. And and speaking of the greens, Jay, it was just a couple days after you and I played there about a month ago that this course shut down to redo all its greens. You mentioned it's been open for over 20 years now. This is the first time they've ever replaced their greens in about 25 years when they come back in the fall, when they reopen, it's going to be a past Palum surface, which we see occasionally on the PGA Tour, most recently at the Mexico Open at Vedanta. But it's very salt-tolerant grass, also very drought-tolerant, so it should hold up very well here in this desert landscape. But what was it about this golf course when you and I played recently and over your years playing Reflection Bay? What do you like about the course, the way it plays, and how it sets up? Well, it's one of those courses that, first of all, every time you step on a tee box, it's, it's a different look. And I always enjoy that, you know, with any golf course. When you go up there and you're like, okay. And if it's your first time, it's one of those where, okay, where's this going? Where do you want to hit it? Where do you want to do? Um, it's, uh, it's something that uh, I um, always enjoy when you, it's giving you a different look in almost every single hole. But you mentioned it. Um, uh, very challenging. Uh, the... The fairways, even though you do hit a fairway, you could easily have an unlevel lie. And that's mm -hmm. always going to challenge you where you have to adjust your stance, adjust your grip, you know, uh, and, and adjust your swing according to where the ball is lying. So, um, you know, on top of that, you get all those different types of views. Uh, it's like I said, the serenity is just fantastic. When you go out, even for us, Las Vegans, when we go out there, we feel like we're in, on vacation. Yep. It's someplace different than than we see here in the valley and that always makes it a very interesting truly uh, a great experience yeah you know i feel like there's plenty of room off the tee but in typical nicholas fashion it's a second shot golf course and mm. if you're going to score around this place you've really got to be sharp with your irons and you kind of alluded to it i i like how each hole is so unique i don't think there there's any other golf course in the entire las vegas area that has holes like you will find at Reflection Bay, all the way one through 18. They're all very unique. And if you could, I want you to try and pinpoint one. Do you have one favorite hole out here at Reflection Bay? Well, I've had, like I said, many different experiences out there, <laughs> all these different holes. But one of my favorites is number 15, is, mm -hmm. is going straight up the hill, par five. You have the waterfall, you're hitting towards the waterfall uh, on the upper right. And, um, uh, a very challenging hole. As you said, a Nicholas design course is always going to make that second shot and even the third shot very interesting on par fives. And that's what this one is. Um, you know, you have to, it's a little tighter off the tee there. It is. Uh, it's still, it's one of yeah. the tighter tee shots of the whole course. Yeah. You have to favor the left side because the right side uh, has a hazard, uh, pretty much uh, the length of the hole. The left side gives you a little bit of break, a little bit of room where if you hit it up there, it can, can roll back a little bit towards the fairway. It gives you a little bit of break, so you have to favor the left side. And then the angle on that third shot is also 
uh, you want to be on that, that left side and have a better angle into that green. And uh, if I remember correctly, I did par that one, which I think I've taken plenty of snowmen uh, on that, yeah, I, that hole. I was in my pocket that hole. <laughs> but uh, were you? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I hit a pretty good drive, remember. and then I tried to hit a three-wood on the second shot. I should have hit an iron, tried to hit a three-wood, mm. and it all went downhill from there. Well, and, and it's, it's one of those holes, but it's, it, it's a true test for you know your driver, your mid-iron, and then a short iron, and then you got to get up and down on, on a, a testy green, which um, I missed the green as usual. And I was able to get up and down. So, so I'll take that five and move on. Move on. It, it is a great hole and very picturesque. Mm. Um, I, I actually have two favorite holes. Okay. And, and one is number four. And you may recall this from our recent uh, uh, round there that we played. Uh, it's a dog leg to the right. And you kind of have to hit a fade off of the tee. It's only mm -hmm. about 400 yards from the tips and about 380 from the whites. Um, but if you yep. play a fade off the tee and then the, as it's a dog leg to the right, and as it dog legs, it goes down pretty steeply towards mm -hmm. the green. And there's like a little speed slot there. And if you catch it right with your drive, your ball can wind up all the way down the right. hill right by the green. I love that tee shot there, a great tee shot to negotiate. The green is pretty large. There's a big, deep, uh, deep bunker on the left side of the green, but a good hole. And then my other favorite one. Wait, it, I'm sorry. Let me, but you go back up, right? Yeah, the That's green kind of comes you, back up a little bit. The green is elevated up a little bit off that after that. So you can go down there. You're right. You can catch that slope and get all the way down there. But then you have that testy shot where it's a little bit of an elevated green. And uh, if I remember correctly, uh, it's uh, the green rolls from, it's almost a false front. Yeah, uh, back believe. to front. Yep. You want to be below the hole for sure. Yes. Otherwise, you're putting uh, pretty severely downhill on number four. The other one I really like is on the backside, number 13, a par three. Uh, right couple holes before you get to your number 15. Um, but it's about 180 from the tips and about 165 from the whites. The green runs horizontally, and it's also tilted back towards you. A big green side bunker guards the front side. But I think the, the hole really makes you think about club selection and mm -hmm. hitting a well-struck iron shot. And if you can do both of those, you should have a good scoring opportunity whether you want to go, you know, for a safe shot on the thick part of the green, or if you want to go right at the pin, but I think that par three on the backside is a really good hole. If I remember correctly, you hit a great shot there. I did. I, I did. Just left of the pin, and that's why it it's became like, my favorite. Yeah, it, it was just left of the pin, and we thought it was really going to be close, and then it kind of rolled out a little bit, and then you had the testy downhiller, you know, for your birdie putt. Uh, but uh, a very interesting hole, and um, I. I, I think it's very challenging. It, it seems when you, when you first look at it, it seems very innocent. Yes. But then after you play it, then you go, you know, that was definitely a lot more challenging than I thought. So that's not that's not true though. That was your favorite one of your favorite holes. It out really there is prior yeah, to that I, shot. Like I said, I I really think it's all about club selection and hitting a crisp iron shot. Mm -hmm. And if you do both of those, you should end up with a good scoring opportunity. I, I think it's a well designed hole, a good par three for sure. Um, but, but I want to go to the next question here and ask you, and, and we were kind of talking a little bit before we started recording and, and, uh, I like this story of yours, your favorite story or a moment, a funny moment that you recall from one of your experiences at Reflection Bay. Oh, yes. Um, one of my fond me memories back there. Well, if you notice, there's that man-made lake, yes. huge, it's, you can see almost on every single hole, you can see this huge lake that they have out there. And across the lake is a, a, a rental place where you can rent, you know, boats, paddle boats, um, 
um, what do they call them? Paddle kayaks, kayaks, kayaks yeah, paddle boards, yeah, all paddle that boards, stuff. everything. And we were up there, and we were on number eight, I believe, par three, mm-hmm. and it was it was a little backed up at that time. And, uh, and we that's were, number eight on the graphic. There right you there. go. That's it. And we're we're right there, and these two nice ladies were on their paddle boards just right off the tee box. And of course, one of my playing partners strikes up a conversation with them, and he starts asking, "It's like, do they allow?" alcohol over there do they allow them on the paddle boards and all this and uh it was funny we're like what are you doing all right and uh, let him be and uh, we waited you know for our tee shot we were waiting our turn and the girls just kept on going and they got close to the green and he got up there and i can't remember if it was you know first or second up but he hit one and he just pushes it to the right and it's going right towards them and we're just like yelling you know, four. four. I mean, we thought it was, and it, I swear, it went almost right in between them. I'm pretty sure it got them wet. And uh, they look back, they they definitely laughed it off. But uh, it's, it's one of those stories where every time you play that hole, that story comes up. And, and that's uh, not a great swing thought. <laughs> <laughs> I bring it up because it's usually those guys that, uh, you know, are, you know, my playing partners, they're, they're out to get some corner game money. That's what they do. Well, my favorite story was uh, back in 2012, and I was at a friend's house in the Summerlin area watching the British Open that morning. Mm. And uh, it was a pretty normal day. Of course, the British Open in mid-July, it was a pretty normal day temperature-wise on the west side of town at about 104 degrees. And (laughs) after the British Open finishes up at 1130 or so, we head to Reflection Bay. And you always know that that side of town is much warmer in uh, the Summerlin area. Sure. So we get out there and it is scorching. It is literally like 114. By the time the back nine rolls around, we're, you know, have wet towels draped over our heads and everything like that. So my friend, he's been playing all right and he's got this brand new driver. He's not a very good golfer. And he picked up this relatively cheap driver at a secondhand store or something <laughs> like that. Right. And so we get to the backside. I want to say it's maybe the 14th hole or so. And he hits his tee shot and wham, off comes the club head and rolls down the fairway, following his ball down the middle. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of laughing and he looks and, and it just goes to show not only how hot it was that day, but how much of a crappy driver that really was. The epoxy and the glue that uh, fastened the club head to the shaft had started to melt because it was so hot out there. <laughs> his club just like <laughs> fell apart late in the round. So, uh. That was a pretty That's funny fantastic. moment out there at Reflection Bay. He was actually one of my uh, teammates on our Sans Souci team, mm. uh, our uh, Super Contest winning team. But uh, that, That's a great story. That would be one of my friends' moment where they always say, those visiting Las Vegas would say, how do you live here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's like, you know, they always think, you know, first of all, they exaggerate the temperature. It was 125 degrees sure, out. Sure. It's never been 125 degrees in Las Vegas. You know what the hottest temperature ever recorded in Las Vegas was? I'm going to say 120. 117. 117. Yeah. And we just tied it recently, like a couple of years ago, which was, but uh, that's the hottest it's ever been recorded here in Las Vegas on on any day. Well, it was hot enough to uh, melt the glue on a cheap (laughs) driver that day (laughs) out at Reflection Bay. Um, Reflection Bay is definitely a high-end property. And and as I mentioned, it's always been one of my favorites out here in Las Vegas. Green fees will typically range from about $100 to $150 in the summertime. 
as high as about 225 to 250 in peak season. And I believe that is really some of the very best pricing in town, considering that the product they give you. Um, you can find them online at reflectionbaygolf.com, or you can also find them on our website, deadheatgolf.com, as one of our featured courses. And remember, they will be shut down for the summertime. They will reopen with brand new putting surfaces in the fall. You can also give them a call at 702-740-4653 and tell them the fellas from the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. We will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the memorial at Muirfield Village. But before we do, a quick word from our sponsors, Bescent Realty, footballcontest.com, Play Studios, and Las Vegas Advisor. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAT at checkout to save $50 at footballcontest.com. Football contest season is underway here in Las Vegas, so a good time to get on board with footballcontest.com and save a couple bucks. And Jay, you've got that little contest. I mentioned the super contest. Uh, <laughs> you and I are very familiar with that. And uh, sign-ups, any insight on uh, when we're going to get sign-ups going on the super contest here? We were just discussing that before we came on the air. We should have a, a date next week, but it's looking at uh, probably July 1st. All right. Very good. Excited for that. I will be a participant once again. We'll be back with more of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bescent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052, or go to BescentRealty.com. 
Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster buffet at the Palms, and more than $400 in gambling free play, match play, and bonus offers. Up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com. That's LasVegasAdvisor.com. Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district, the go-to destination for all of fankind. Gather here, stay here, eat here, and celebrate here. Fans get exclusive food and drink specials and one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the Fan District at Mandalay Bay. Welcome back to the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Brady Cannon and Jay Cornegay with you, and it is time to get to the Memorial at Mirfield Village. Jack Nicholas's tournament, and Jay, I think this is really probably Nicholas's masterpiece. He designed this golf course. He built this property. Uh, he named it after Mirfield in Scotland, where he won the British Open in 1966. He designed it with Augusta National in mind, where he won the Masters a record six times. The fairways here are reasonably wide, but they are heavily guarded with some very thick rough. This course is nearly 7,600 yards in length. It is a par 72. The fairways are tree-lined. The fairways and the greens are both bent grass. The greens are smaller in size. They are very fast and very firm. They feature a lot of undulation. Getting up and down from these greens with that rough around the collars and whatnot is especially difficult. Um, I mentioned he built this course. He did so in 1974, and he started playing the Memorial here in 1976. Really a big boy golf course, Jay, and yet another elevated field for this event. Our ninth elevated event on the PGA Tour this season all the stars are here. So how did you handicap this one this week? Well, looking at the field, uh, it's just, you can tell it's an elevated event because there's some big names out there and, you know, it's headed by Scheffler. Obviously the guy's just playing terrific. Cantley's won it twice mm -hmm. in, in recent years. Uh, he's right up there, but a star studded field this week at, uh, or in Ohio. Well, I'll tell you, as far as the skill sets I looked at this week, it's, it's basically runs the gamut of how you play the game of golf because it's like a major championship type venue here. I, I looked at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, greens and regulation, strokes gained around the green, hole proximity from 175 to 200 yards. That makes up the bulk of the approach shots as far as the distance you're going to find here. Par four performance, 450 to 500 yards. Par five performance, 550 to 600 yards. Scrambling and bogey avoidance. And then as far as the correlated courses, I mentioned Augusta National. Jack certainly, you know, mm -hmm. draw upon his memory of Augusta National when he designed this place. And then other golf courses that he's designed, like the Concession, uh, the, the PGA National where they play the Honda, and then some other courses where the setup is very similar and requires some similar skill sets. Innisbrook where they play the Valspar, uh, TPC Twin Cities where they play the 3M Open, TPC Potomac, where they played the Wells Fargo last year, and then also Eastlake, where they play the Tour Championship. 
Um, before we get into Jay's and my picks, we want to get to our guest pick. And uh, for that, we bring in Neil Fitzroy, one of your colleagues here mm -hmm. at the Westgate Superbook. Neil, not only a really good golf player, but specializes in PGA Tour golf handicapping. He's a golf odds maker and risk manager here at the Westgate Superbook. You can follow him on Twitter at RDN underscore golf. And for Neil's picks this week with the outright winner, he's going with Ricky Fowler and got a pretty nice number at 48 to 1. He's on Keegan Bradley at 75 to 1. And the number he got on Kuchar is incredible 140 to 1 on Matt Kuchar, a former winner of this event. For his full tournament head to head matchups, he's back on Fowler at minus 120 over Sam Burns and back on Bradley, Keegan Bradley, at minus 145 over Billy Horschel. And then a proposition bet. He played Adam Scott to be the top Australian at plus 330. So anything uh, jump out at you there uh, as far as Neil's picks? Well, I, I, you know, looking at Ricky Fowler, it makes sense. I mean, the guy's just playing great. He's, it looks like he's going to win very soon. I can't believe those numbers, though. Those are uh, fantastic. 48 to 1. I was looking at it and thinking that, you know, 38 to 1 wasn't that bad. But I hate when I see someone else get better odds <laughs> Doesn't it just kind of deflate you a little bit at times? But it, uh, even 140 if, on Kuchar is nuts. Oh, gosh. I don't even know where he gets you know, it's, you know, it's Him your, and Sherman. We had Sherman on, I think it was last week. Last week, No, we had him on for the PGA Championship. Jeff Sherman, and now I know that Neil is guilty of this too. They always oh. have numbers that are ridiculously better than anybody else. I know, has. and they always they're they're going to share that with you too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's always you you never just uh you know you, you ask them. Let me tell you this story, and it's almost weekly. Hey, who do you like this week? And it's always you know the name, the golfer, okay, and then the odds. So it's always okay. It's not just Ricky Fowler. It's Ricky Fowler at 48 to one. I was like, 48 to one. Where'd you get that? <laughs> like, I also like Matt Kuchar at 140, 140 to one on Kuchar. <laughs> really? So you don't just get the players names. You're always going to get the odds. And I guarantee you, they're going to be way better than what you have on your ticket or what you're thinking about betting. So I've, I've taken that in stride over the years. I just kind of ignore it because if you, Talk to them. They have some great insight. They really do well in, in, in betting golf, but they're always going to have better odds than you. Well, I guess the positive there is you know those guys are doing a good job for you because they are really ferreting out the numbers in the market. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Can I spin it that way? Sure. Why not? Okay. Well, let's get to your picks, my friend. I know you've got a couple of outrights and a few head-to-heads as well. Oh, yes, I did. Okay, so are we doing the gra graphics? There they are. All there right, they are. on cue. Sanjay M. Now, all right, I'm taking a shot. This guy drives me nuts, but I felt outside the last two starts, he was just playing great golf. He won, and his, his um, swing just looks tremendous. His results have been fantastic. Outside the last two, mm -hmm. I'll give it that. I finished, uh, I think, 10th last year in this event. I think this guy is just ready to go on a roll a little bit. I wish I would have found 48 or 52 yeah. <laughs> or something like that on him, but I'll take 35 to one on him this week. Uh, Matt Tsuyama. Um, former I, winner here. Former winner, but he's just been so consistent. He looks like he's, he's I, I would you know categorize him in the same uh, spot as Fowler. 
The guy is just as consistent as can be. It looks like he's about ready to win. And same thing with Adam Scott. I think he's been uh, playing really well. Yeah, he's been playing really well. He finished uh, second just a, a couple of years ago. Um, I am. I think that I, I can't even remember the last time he's missed a cut. Um, him and Matsuyama haven't missed a cut since I don't know when. But anyway, they uh, they both look like they're just playing so well, swinging it um, very very well, and about ready to win. And I would put. I didn't want to pick Fowler because I knew those guys were all talking about Fowler, but I'd probably put them up, put him up there as well. But those are my three for this week. Yeah, Sun JM and Adam Scott, both winners of the Honda Classic at another Nicholas course, PGA mm-hmm. National mm-hmm. in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. And uh, I know you've got a couple of uh, head-to-head matchups as well. Yeah, and I, I agree uh, with uh, Neil's um, picks as well. I mean, I, I could see that where he had a couple of matchups that I, I also uh, will probably be looking at here uh, tonight. Um, I'm I'm... Okay, Grillo won last week. I'm going yeah. to tell you about him. I, I just thought and he got, English just he, fell apart on oh, Sunday. He did. I, I was really surprised by that, but I think he will bounce back here. Grillo looked like he was just so relieved. I don't know how long it was, it's been. It was about seven or eight years since he yes. won. But his putting wasn't that great. I know that he, he's he never been a good putter. Never been a good putter. And it was, I think everything was short. I mean, if you looked at a 25 footer or 30 foot footer for him it was just short i i think he's going to be celebrating mm-hmm. that's what they do in argentina right yeah they, they're going to celebrate he's enjoying it i think english bounces back here i'll take him a pick him over grill uh defending champ billy horschel uh listen i love taylor montgomery he's a local boy from las vegas he just the last few weeks he struggled a little bit this is his first time on this course horschel again defending champion i'll take the even though a dollar thirty isn't great, I was hoping to lay a dollar twenty or less, or maybe even a pick 'em. But I'll take Horschel over Taylor uh, this week. Yeah, I, I love Taylor Montgomery as well, but it feels to me like he is really going to break through on maybe more of a birdie fest type golf course, mm-hmm. and he gets to these big boy events, especially an elevated field. And I, I think he has the talent, but maybe not he yet. He, he's he's young. I mean, he's basically a tour rookie at this point. So I I like uh, your reasoning there. And it certainly makes sense uh, to fade Emiliano Grillo uh, this week after that win last week. All right, my picks. uh, I've got six outrights and I also played these for a top 20 finish. I went with Jason Day at 35 to one. Of course, he lives near this golf course. He's a member here. Um, He is uh, probably knows this golf course as well as anybody. You know, they've made some changes in the last few years Mm -hmm. here and Day is probably more familiar with that than just about anybody else. Now, I know he missed the cut um, uh, at the PGA Championship a couple weeks ago. That was, of course, off of his win at the Nelson. But in three prior occasions that he's missed the cut this season, he's come back the following week and had a top 10 finish and also that win at the Nelson. That was off of a missed cut at the Wells Fargo. I took Justin Thomas at 35-1, to and and Jay, you and I both know it's not been a great season for Justin Thomas, and I don't know if, I think this is probably the first time I've bet him all year, but I had to dive in. I just wonder if his odds are getting a little too long. This is still Justin Thomas, who's done incredibly well at this golf course, a couple of top 10 finishes. You remember when they had the work day here during COVID when they had back-to-back weeks at the Memorial Golf Mm -hmm. Course? Um, He lost in a playoff to Colin Morikawa. Uh, he's won at the Honda at PGA National. He's really been dominant at the Valspar. He's won the Players' Championship. So 
he he fits uh, in an, in every category except for current form, and I just wonder if his price is getting a little bit too long. So I, I took a shot with JT. Uh, Ricky Fowler, of course, we, we know the, the description there. He's been playing fantastic golf, comes off of a sixth-place finish at the Colonial. He's got two runner-ups here in the past at the Memorial. He's won at Jack's courses before, played really well in 2014 at Valhalla, another Nicholas course when they hosted the PGA Championship. Uh, like Neil, I am also on Keegan Bradley and Matt Kuchar. Now, not mm-hmm. quite the number Neil got on Matt Kuchar. <laughs> Go figure. I'm at 90 to 1. But, I mean, look at what Matt Kuchar has done at this golf course, his finishes. 13th, 10th, 5th, 8th, 2nd, 1st, 15th, 4th, 4th, 13th. He is a machine here. He has the very best short game in the field over the last 36 rounds, scrambling and strokes gained around the green. Keegan Bradley just always seems to play well on difficult courses, especially in the Northeast. And then my triple-digit bomb on Chris Kirk, another great short <laughs> game, another guy that plays really well on the par fours at 125-1. to one. Uh, Full tournament head-to-head matchups. I went with Rory McIlroy at minus 120 over Victor Hovland. I know Hovland's been playing great, but uh, I wonder if there's just a little too much love on Victor Hovland right now. I'll take Rory at a short price over him. Jason Day at even money over Colin Morikawa, Fowler at minus 125 over Cameron Young, and Wyndham Clark, uh, the graphic there is incorrect, plus 130 over uh-huh. Corey Connors. I, I was really uh, liking that price. Wyndham Clark, of course, a winner a few weeks ago at the Wells Fargo Championship. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I like all the selections from you, myself, and Neil. Yeah, I mean, those are gr- some great reasoning, you know, why you want to support some of these guys i mean looking at um what was it um uh, mcelroy over hovland hovland really kind of fell apart there um this this past week i mean uh, maybe i think he was just out of contention and then he just decided to, to, to drop off a little bit i can whenever i bet for or against rory i i i just don't cash i can never figure that guy out yeah, i hear you that guy I, i've been there he's yeah. bitten me a couple times this yeah. year. i was on him at the masters he misses the cut mm-hmm. I was on him at Quail Hollow. He misses the cut. I'm going to try him again here. Yeah, but I like the other reasoning behind Fowler, of course. Bradley's been very consistent this year. He's really picked up his game. Seems very focused on having a terrific year, and he's off to a great start. And uh, Kirk, that makes sense. I mean, he's a guy that's really good around the greens, and you need to be uh, on a course like this. He's certainly a long shot, but I thought 125 to 1 was maybe a little too long of a price, Mm so I took a flyer on Chris Kirk. And that brings us to our Pizza Money Play of the Week, Jay, brought to you by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and uh, Bar in Summerlin. I know you are a big fan I of am. Dom DeMarco's, so let's see if we can cash this ticket and you and I will go get some pizza here uh, in a couple weeks or so. Um, the Pizza Money Play of the Week uh, this week is your 72-hole winning score under 274 and a half, and that means 14 under par or better will win this tournament. Now, we had our sixth in our last seven weeks for a winner on the Pizza Money Play of the Week last week with John Murray getting Michael Block to miss the cut at the Colonial. <laughs> I think that was maybe one of the easiest bets uh, of the yeah, entire I, season. I, I was going to say something about that because he gets to come on this show and take Block, who I thought had a, obviously a terrific PGA championship, and you knew he was going to struggle. Oh, yeah. And he did I, mightily. He finished uh, yeah. DFL. Oh, oh, yeah. It was, I mean, he, you know, when he was invited to go play, I felt like he was like, oh, damn, 
I was going to take the week off and just kind of celebrate. <laughs> but since I'm on camera, I'll I'll come to your tournament. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure I thought that not? was hilarious, and uh, it it showed. It. But uh, terrific PGA, uh, you know, for him. But uh, you, that was asking a lot to go back and and play in a with a field that tight, um, you know, and and, and come no back shame and make in the what cut. happened to him. No, the guy had. Absolutely I mean, the guy not. had a story of a lifetime. It's okay, whatever Agreeing. he did at the Colonial. But uh, this week's Pizza Money Play of the Week brought to you by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria and Bar in the Summerlin area here in Las Vegas. 14 under par or better to win this tournament. We're going to have very warm temperatures here in the low 90s, and there is very little wind to speak of at all. The most wind is supposed to come on Sunday, and that's still only like 10 or 15 miles an hour. Thursday and Friday, well under 10 miles an hour of wind here. Um, the average score, the average winning score for this tournament over the last 10 years has been 13.7 under par. So the number is spot on, but I think the conditions are going to be very favorable this week without the wind, the nice warm temperatures the ball will carry, and this elevated field. This is the best players in the world. I think they're going to get to better than, I think they're going to get to 14 or better. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I didn't know it was that low, uh, but with the conditions as uh, they're predicted to be, I can see a very low score. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. In case you need to revisit, catch up on all the picks, the information, you can go to our website, deadheatgolf.com, as that will be updated here shortly. And wherever you get your podcast, you can also check out the video version later this evening on my YouTube channel at Heat Strokes Podcast. I want to thank our crew here, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow with Green Roll Audio on media, and then Trifco on the creative design. And thank you to our guest host, Jay Cornegay, the vice president of race and sports here at the Westgate Superbook. You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Cornegay. Also, thank you to his colleague, Neil Fitzroy. You can follow him on Twitter at RDN underscore golf. We'll be back at this time next week for another golf course review and our picks for the Canadian Open, the final tune-up before the U.S. Open. And stick around here for just a minute. We'll give you all the information how you can find and follow us. I highly recommend playing Reflection Bay, everybody. It is a fantastic golf course, one of my favorites, one of my very favorites here in the Las Vegas Valley. Enjoy the memorial, cash some tickets, and Jay, please remind everyone to stay hot. <laughs> You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, and produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network. Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and, Cash tickets. and tickets. We'll see you next week.